This speaker was recorded at an Addictive Eaters Anonymous public meeting held in Dublin, Ireland in February 2019. For more information, visit www.aeainfo.org. I'm an Addictive Eater. Hi, I'm really grateful to be here and get to share my story and how um, the programme has changed my life. And yeah, so I don't really remember much of a problem with food as a child, but I, I know um, as a teenager I, I kind of got quite self-aware, self-obsessed and body conscious, I guess. And just um, I remember at home uh, having you know exercise tapes and running up and down the stairs and yeah just trying to control my weight and went on this diet and I um, I lost a considerable considerable amount of weight and yeah I started to really kind of be really conscious of what I ate could affect how I looked, you know, and and it, it became an obsession then. And then I had to come off the diet, uh, as was suggested by family, you know, I was getting quite a bit of tension and I loved that, you know, and, but I had huge fear then if, if, if I started eating normally again, that I'd put on the weight that I lost. And yeah, I'd fear then I wouldn't get that attention anymore and people wouldn't like me anymore. So I don't know where I got the idea from. I think I heard it on some chat show or something, to be honest. And I um, tried to purge after after dinner, after our family meals. And I started doing that regularly. And then it became, you know, my secret, you know, I am. I would, you know, couldn't wait till I was alone till I could binge and purge, and I had kind of had this double life, you know. I'd pretend in front of family and friends that I could eat normally, but generally I just kind of, you know, pick it on salad or pushing food around my plate. But you know, people, I was able to hide it pretty okay, you know, and so. Yeah, I had this this real double life then with food and and yeah, I just yeah, I just I loved it to be honest for a good while and you know something I did when I was bored, um, something I did when I was happy, sad, or what? No, no, no excuse. And I um, would just get lots of food and and yeah, eat as much as I could and. But then, you know, it started to um, really affect my life. I, I kind of realised what I was doing wasn't really normal and I was, you know, kind of pretty miserable actually. Um, I found that, you know, I, when I wanted to stop, I couldn't. And I, um, you know, I, I would maybe get a couple of days or a week or two, but it would just be like, my skin would start crawling, that's what it felt like. I was like, I have to eat, you know, and uh, I was obsessed then in my head what I was going to eat and 
how I do this and uh, what the order needed in when I get rid of this. Really, really obsessing about it. And yeah, I could see you know my friends kind of getting on with their lives, and you know they seemed to be pretty happy, but I was really struggling. And because I had this kind of double life, I was pretending to everybody that everything was fine and I could have a smile on my face, but inside I was really, really miserable and hated myself. And um, I wanted to stop doing what I was doing, but I couldn't because I had a lot of shame, you know. Um, and it just was got pretty gross, really, you know, the behaviour. And, you know, I was stealing quite a lot of food as well because it was... I couldn't afford the amount of food that I was eating um, and it was very lonely as well to be honest. I used to go to supermarkets and walk up and down the aisles and take foods off, take food off the shelves and put the back um, wrappers back up behind things on the shelf and um, go to restaurants and all you can eat buffets on my own and, um, and I, was, I had a housemate at the time and I remember where I worked at the time, I was able to, I'd always stay back and say I was doing overtime, you know, to the staff and my boss. But I was just waiting until everybody could leave the de their desks so I couldn't go around from desk to desk and take what food they had. And, and there, were, there was some, you know, food there for staff in the, in the kitchen that I could, you know, tuck into. And, um, and it, my... And then I'd, you know, stop in places on the way home. So I always got home quite late. And my housemate at the time, you know, I, I would just tell her that I, um, I had a lot of work to do, you know, and I was always doing overtime and everything. But I wasn't. I was just, you know, just eating on my own. And, um, yeah, but anyway, that just went on for years, I guess. And, and even, even around family, you know, I'd try and, you know, pretend that, I was really helpful in the kitchen, you know, and, you know, I'd be real like, hey, everybody just stay there, I'll, I'll bring out the stuff, you know, just so I could be on my own in the kitchen, or, you know, I'll clean the dishes, and, you know, but it wasn't, I wasn't trying to be helpful at all, I was just trying to be on my own in the kitchen, and, um, yeah, I didn't like to be disturbed while I was eating, you know, I wanted to kind of have the time to myself, so I could eat the way I wanted to, so... Um, but yeah, anyway, that went on, and yeah, I just, I yeah, as I was saying, I wanted to stop, and I got some self-help books, and you know, filled out some questionnaires, and did these kind of things, and did a food diary, and all these things, and um, but it, it didn't work, you know. I just, uh, I just always end up binging and purging, and um, and then yeah, drinking was a problem for me as well. Uh, you know, I could drink, binge drink at the weekend and then binge on food during the week, you know, and um, yeah, I was just really struggling. So I went to counselling and I talked about myself for a while and that didn't work, it actually got worse and, and I'm grateful for the counsellor at the time because she admitted that she couldn't do any more for me. Um, she saw me progressively get worse in front of her eyes and she realised that, you know, I needed to help other than what she could offer so uh, I got into a treatment centre and the best thing about that was getting into a 12-step meeting and um, and, I, and, I, and you know just the relief 
of hearing people talk about you know what they are doing with food and that I wasn't alone because of my secret for so long I, I would never talk to anyone about what I was doing and I didn't even have the, the words really to how to describe it um, and or describe what I was thinking or um, or that I didn't even know that I was full of fear you know um, I thought like I'm grand I can walk around town late at night and I'm afraid you know but I was terrified of what you thought of me um, and yeah so and I didn't realize how dishonest I was you know um, and yeah and everything was just like you know what can I get to make me feel better you know whether it be attention or affection or praise or or even food and alcohol whatever you had to, you know I'd try and get it and so um yeah so it's good to kind of yeah and um, see these truths you know I was very much blaming my family and um for the way I was but I believe too I have an illness you know disease of addiction and it's nobody's fault it's not my fault I blamed myself for years I thought I was just a pig I couldn't stop eating but you know I have I'm an addictive eater and um and I'm just really grateful that there's a, a solution here and um yeah I just um you know it, like it it took me a while to to get sober in, in AEA I am um, as you know swapping substances um within food I very much swapped um behaviors and you know I gave up the gym but then I'd start cycling just under two hours to work and back um you know I'd um stop weighing myself on the scales but I started weighing uh, measuring my body with a measuring tape and um yeah I just you know I was like looking at my body in the mirror all the time and um yeah just really obsessive and um yeah and then so you know I thought for a while like I wasn't binging and purging anymore so I'm doing great you know but um it would suddenly kind of switch to restricting food you know and um I look back now and it's so obvious but at the time I really didn't see it you know um just yeah only eating certain things um on my food plan that I thought were lower fat or whatever so still trying to control my weight within my food plan and um yeah so it's just yeah really good to kind of see all that you know because I didn't have that I was miserable you know and um because I, I couldn't see what I what I was what I was doing you know so um and that's a great gift of of sponsorship you know can well as long as I'm honest <laughs> with what I'm doing um then you know a sponsor can point out to me so and yeah so you know and you know I have peace of mind today around the food it doesn't call me anymore and you know before I'd walk into like a, a shop and I'd be like how am I eating again you know I was just this pull you know I just I, I, I couldn't resist it you know so much stronger than me and yeah I just don't I don't have that anymore and I don't have that um, obsession about my my body anymore and I don't think that people will like me if I'm just thinner you know I really thought that for so long and how shallow but anyway that's, yeah, that's part of the illness um, 
and yeah I, I don't have that denial anymore you know that, that things aren't that bad or that I am um, or that I could be normal around food you know I am um, yeah I just yeah I, I I'm an addicted eater today and I know I need I need help with with what to eat and when to eat and how much to eat um, on my own. I tried try that on my own for a good long part of my life and it didn't work out too well. So, and I remember feeling uh, um, pretty bad about that when I first came in. I was like, I can't believe you know, I'm a grown woman and I can't feed myself, you know, the basic thing in life. But yeah, I just, I, I accepted I am just an addictive eater and I need help with, with that. Um, and that's okay. I'm really okay with that today. Um, you know, from accepting that um, and taking guidance from a sponsor, um, you know, from around my food and other areas in my life, um, I have a really, really great life today. And um, yeah, I just, you know, I do hear, remember, say it gets better, and yeah, I love that because it's pretty good now. And, um, but yeah, as long as I keep doing what I need to do daily and um, yeah, and keep trying to live by the 12 steps and and, and it, there's something that, you know, I, I I couldn't have done on my own, you know, when I first came in to the program and it's kind of a lot of wording and like old English that I, I didn't quite understand, but I needed to, to be explained and, and I, and I love that about um, Addictive Views Anonymous, Anonymous is that it is a fellowship, you know, um, and that there are always members there that I can phone and all around the world. So no matter what time of the day I can get someone, it's great. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then hopefully, you know, people can phone me too. And I think that's, you know, the great thing that we can, you know, I can share my experience and it might help somebody else. So. Um, yeah, so you know, just I'm yeah, I'm really grateful to the program, and you know, I can forget that um, how bad things were and how hopeless I felt for so many years. I really thought I'd I'd never stop, um, and then today, to you know, to almost sometimes forget how bad it was, you know, um, because I have so much freedom today, and it's good to be here. To, to get to share and to remind myself um, that where how how it was and to remind myself that I need to keep doing what I'm doing today um, because uh, yeah I can easily go back there and I don't want to so anyway it's just great to be sober and um, yeah thanks.